Dear Santa, thank you for the dolls and the pencils and the fish. It's Easter now, so I hope I didn't wake you. Honest, it is an emergency. There's a crack in my wall. At night, there's voices. So please, please, could you send someone to fix it? Or a policeman, or... Are you a policeman? Why did you call a policeman? Who are you? I don't know yet. I'm still cooking. I'm scared. Of course you're not. You're not scared of anything. Do you know what I think? Must be out of a scary crack in your wall. Two parts of space and time that should never have touched. You know when grown-ups tell you everything's going to be fine and you think they're probably lying to make you feel better? Yes. Everything's going to be fine. Prisoner Zero escaped through here. It's difficult. Brand new me. Nothing works yet. But there's something I'm missing. Let's go! Five minute hop into the future should do it. Can I count? Give me five minutes. I'll be right back. I'm not six months late. I'm 12 years. Why did you say six months? Why did you say five minutes? You hit me with a cricket bat. 12 years. A cricket bat. 12 years and four psychiatrists. I know you, don't I? Not me. Brand new face. We've got 20 minutes. It's him. It's him, isn't it? It's really him. It's him. Just answer his question. It's him, though. Silence, Doctor. Silence, I didn't say you could go. This is a fully established planet. You were going to burn it. Did you think no one was watching? Back here now. But you're not the first lot to come here. Oh, there have been so many. What happened with them? Hello. I'm the doctor. The raggedy doctor. Basically, there's something you better understand about me because it's important. And one day, your life may depend on it. Run. I am definitely a madman with a box. All of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will. Where do you want to start? Thank you, Santa. Hello, Geronimo, and welcome to the podcast that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. It's who do you think you are? Our Doctor Who retrospective on Best Film Ever. I'm Ethan. And my name's Ian, and that still sounds weird. Yeah, I... Producers note, uh, we've we've had a, a very, I would say, 11th hour-esque uh, recording segment. We're like, oh. we'll, we'll start recording it this time. We're supposed to record about uh, sort of half eight-ish. And it was like, why did you say five minutes? Because in, the internet was our broken TARDIS. Today. Maybe I caught the virus and everything went to zero. I don't know. Ooh, maybe, maybe. Maybe. But you know, it is a bit weird in the sense that, uh, you know, I don't begrudge doing the Matt Smith stuff. I'm I'm looking forward to doing the Matt Smith stuff. Mm. But there was a healthy element of hashtag not my doctor. I think I've uh, over the course. It's like reading old love letters, maybe or something like that. Going back over this 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 season with with ten with tenant and uh, really uh, appreciated that. And uh, and now I find myself on the doorstep of of a new face. Yeah, I was. I, it was very sort of bittersweet saying Geronimo instead of Alon Z because I feel like I'm really, I'm really kicking Tennant when he's down to to usher in this new. This is the new era. This is uh, this is our first not just regeneration episode, but new showrunner because we've got new doctor, new showrunner, new production team to make everything look nicer, new intro music, new intro, I think like the, ev- everything. I think on the previous uh, recording, I referred to it as a new Hooniverse, and it very much yeah, yeah. it very much is um, a lot. If, you're, if you don't like change, jeez, this would be a rough one. Um, this was so interesting for me as a kid, because uh, we'll go into this, but I was, I was, I was there when it happened. 
uh, all those many like 12 years ago now i think it was i was um, stunned how far back i had to push on the series to get here i'm like has there really yeah. been this many it made me sad for the future well, i was like oh wow because someone was like yeah we're in uh, series 13 now we're coming to series 14 i'm like bloody hell that just feels that feels so uh, so long and ago what was now. this episode was this episode one of series five yeah series yeah. five going from series five to now 13 14 for us next year which fun fact we've got two episodes left of doctor who until doctor who's done like we have two episodes so we have two who episodes until- of real life who to catch yeah, up on who. eight nine series if you include this one which you wish you should yeah so wow so we basically have until about October, I think. We've got the the Easter episode, which is uh, wow. the Legend of the Sea Devils, and then and then that one. That's amazing. I hadn't considered. It is this year now. It's the first one we've done one. Yeah. Is this yeah. the first one we've done? Yeah, it's the first one we, we we've, we've done in the new year. Is it? I think we've recorded uh, before we've recorded the break, the new, yeah, released on New Year's Day. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for the first time, time, I hadn't seen Eve the Daleks yet. Yeah. So, so, so for yeah. the first time, we're sitting here going, "It's this year. We're regenerating yeah. this year." Someone was like, Happy New Year, 13 dies. And I was like, oh, my, that's really upset me. And it's also terrifying. Uh, but we, we 14 lives. Who, 14 will, will appear who we, we're still hedging our bets on who it could be. I'm thinking Lydia West maybe right now. Tenant. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm going Tenet in. Tenant is 14. Tenant is going to be. Tenant's going to be the doctor again. It will happen. I am. I am. I am parking the bus. Russell T. Davis to Tenant. Even if it's 15, if it's single episode or 20 minutes or 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 a one year run of specials, Tenant will return. I'm. I'm sure he will come back for some stuff, especially because we've got the, the 60th next year. It's. It's. Isn't it the Why? centenary of the BBC? Yeah, the centenary. So that that's uh, that's Jody's final episode. When, what when greater way to do this than to do a false start regeneration or 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 a two or three episode with oh with David Tennant? That is, I'm calling it. I'm putting it out there in the in in the, in the universe and the universe. I want it out there. Yeah, but putting into the universe right now is not Tennant because he he's gone for us for for, for a brief while. I'll say a, a brief, brief while. while. We've got some time. Uh, but our introduction to Matt Smith with the eleventh hour by Stephen Moffat, who showrunner, um, originally started writing this in two thousand eight. So I'm I'm thinking that the seeds of this is definitely with River's song in series four. I'm realizing he must have been. He, he must have known he had the keys to oh, the kingdom. Yeah. He was the next oh, man yeah. up, and then started. It is, it is one of the few characters from the Russell T. Davies universe who kind of is established and comes over. Yeah, I, th- I think she might be the only one. I was going to say that, and I thought yeah. I'd hedge by saying one of the few. <laughs> yeah, maybe no. Could, I, I not even because it's not Rose. It's the moment. Uh, yeah yeah i'm not oh, ca- i'm not counting that. billy piper yeah, i'm not counting the reunion sarah special jane, i'm not sarah counting jane, that technically because the 11 doctor shows up in sarah jane adventures but we're talking doctor who no no i'm talking a who episode yeah yeah, yeah. but I'll, I'll jump straight in because i said there's a lot to, to cover this is an episode which i've t- discovered i know um the entire thing without notes so all oh, of this is my memory no what i just discovered today you were the boy who waited <laughs> for, for, for my internet to figure itself out yeah. you were you sat patiently by Incredible. 
I thought oh, five it minutes. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't as bad as. It wasn't as bad as eleven. But it was. Oh, it feels weird to say eleven. It wasn't as bad as eleven. Yeah. But it. Uh, yeah. So. So. Uh, oh. I. I, I want to say the French thing, but let's just say Geronimo, shall we? Yeah. Uh, because. Stop using. Getting strong. Well, that's disappointing. Well, that was interesting. I don't know if you noticed that, Ian, but I think we had a bit of a time rupture on, on at least my end. You are absolutely earning the title of the boy who waited this week because, jeez, we're tempting fate by doing this again. Um, same day, same same time. Literally, folks, we're not making this up. This is a week after you, you, you've just heard the opening. We're, we're now trying to get this thing recorded and out. Um, I think the laws of time itself do not want us to move on from David Tennant is what I've discovered from this. Yeah, it's what I'm what I'm feeling. He told us. He told us the laws of time were him as his to control. And the Time Lord Victorious is doing one more round with the podcast. He's given up playing Wordle with everyone else, so I think he's now just trying to take over this podcast, yeah. which I'm I'm fine with. I'll, I'll definitely hand that over to, to David Tennant if he wants to. But yeah, we had a, we had a bit of a technical issue last week. My um, internet sucked. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, you guys have this episode like a week later, essentially. So uh, we're very on brand for this episode is the only way that we've been able to like be positive about this. But yeah, much like Amy, everyone's waited a bit. That's right. So I don't know where we were last time, so I'm going to jump back in. I agree about to jump into I the episode, checked, really. Yeah. yeah, last time I checked, we just opened with Matt Smith, newly regenerated in Ten's uh, TARDIS interior blowing up everywhere, flying around, nearly falling out, almost getting um, his manhood swiped by Big Ben, I think, from the top of Big Ben, and uh, flying back off for new intro, a new title sequence with new music and grey and blue and lightning hitting the TARDIS and... Yeah, thunder. how do you feel what's, about What's this? your opinion on this one? Oh, jeez, um, this is pants, isn't it? Oh, he's is, the chaotic doctor. Shut up. This is the thing. I'm really um I'm 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 two ways about this because I really like them. I like the oh, music. I geez. think Smith's era is where Murray Gold like just starts oh, creating Absolutely. Gold, absolutely. However, However, yeah. This is great the if you're like this is great titles. if you're this is great if you're 13. It's hard to get hit by lightning and bouncing around and come back in. It felt like a terrible um loading screen from a Doctor Who video game and you're just waiting for you to push start. It's the text as well. It's because the text yeah. is very early two thousands. Uh have you ever played a game called Mist? Oh, maybe if, a if long time ago, yeah. yeah. It's this old PC game from the from the late nineties. But if if you're listening, look up Mist and it should be the titles, these very like sort of uh stalactite texture uh titles. And that's all that like the Matt Smith um Karen Gillan reminds me of because it's this overly embossed Microsoft Word text effect. Everything else is fine. When I was a kid, when I first watched this, I was like, does this mean he's the evil doctor? Because lightning struck the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, but no, the music's great. It's just, it's not going to beat that that proper vortex of like space. and Because it's, uh, it's clouds. It's storm clouds. 
It's yep. Granted, I think it's the best one Matt Smith has, which is it saying what much. the best title sequence? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, see, series six and like part of series seven is like let's just change the the filter a bit to be green or blue. Yeah, and, I don't really remember them. I guess when we go through them, I'll comment. Yeah, we'll get but, to them. Um, arguably the worst one yet, maybe the worst since the first. I don't know. Yeah probably uh but after the titles of the 11th hour by Stephen moffat we get introduced to uh to ledworth with amelia pond in the year of 1996 apparently as the wiki says and uh she's uh little amelia pond is play praying to santa claus uh played by karen killen's cousin that's right yeah yeah Yeah. it was just a cute little fact because she's she's just a spitting image of what i imagine she would have looked like as a child and she's thanking him for you know the pencils and the dolls and the fish but uh there's uh it's easter and there's a serious thing she needs to ask him because there's a crack in her wall she hears things at night praying to santa claus is a bit of a weird thing because she's at her bed in the typical judeo-christian yeah you know i'm praying to god thing but we're not gonna say god so we'll say santa claus uh it's a strike because i think last i checked um god has direct voice to 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 ear sort of communication but but like santa's old school you gotta you gotta write you know what i mean (laughs) like this just felt like it was a weird way to have her pray and someone went i don't think we're good with that let's make it santa claus it's the easiest way to also like be like oh this girl's kind of scared she's on her own there's a crack in the wall she needs someone to help boom because then after this praying we get the doctor crash landing because she asked for you know a policeman or a fire just someone to help her and the tardis crashes destroys her shed she thanks santa goes downstairs we see the tardis laying down on its side the music swells the doors open and the face of matt smith pops up ready to say his first proper line in this episode as the doctor and he wants apples yeah he loves apples Maybe he's having a craving. Uh, I will say, I don't really have notes for this because when I was watching the episode, I was reciting like almost every single line because oh, yeah. I discovered I've, I've I've seen this episode so much. You can sort of tell, uh, buddy. Uh, your, your energy yeah. level's off the charts. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I had a week to build up for this one. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I complained about Tenant when they brought him out and they went, let's have him say the most doctor thing possible. Yeah. And this felt again like it was right from that playbook let's have him say something really quirky and out there so he wants apples he wants apples he's having a craving and she asks if uh if he's a policeman he wants to know why because there's a crack in her wall and before he could ask her and he's and he's in a police box yeah yeah uh he has he has a spasm he falls onto the floor because he's still he's still getting used to everything regenerating he gets the uh that fanta burp type thing from uh christmas invasion pops out the little spores that uh, notified the pilot fish about the doctor that is never brought up again. Never again. I don't. I'm looking Heck, back if on I'm every him, episode. Based on what the success was, I'd be like, here, I mean, little Amelia Pond, cut my hand off. I might need <laughs> this later. Cut my hand off. I got. I got a jar. No, this worked great last series. Just yeah. put it in there. I'm looking. I'm thinking about the the regeneration episodes after. I know. Capaldi doesn't have a pilot fish thing. Jody definitely doesn't because hers is more. I just need to pass out. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, that's never brought up again. Never again. Sure. I'll I'll bl- I'll say the Atraxi. The Atraxi found it or something. Sure. Um, but uh, she's like, oh, there's the spooky crack. Are you okay? Come inside. And uh, his his walking's a little bit wobbly, so uh, he walks into a tree, which apparently Matt Smith did by accident. That was him. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, maybe. I'll 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 take the wiki's word for that one. Sure. Uh, but yeah, his his early days steering's a bit off, and they get inside and. Uh, the doctor has his apple, takes a bite, and he hates it. He says they're disgusting. What he needs is yogurt. Drink some yogurt, and it's disgusting. Bits in it. New mouth, new rules. And we get a, I'm going to say, quirky montage of uh, the doctor wanting loads of food, of, of bacon, bad bacon, beans, bad, bad beans, bread and butter. Now you're the, talking, and he throws it out the, and just tells it to stay out. The irony is that he is acting like a child. And yeah. the other irony is, of course, that now Amelia Pond is acting like the like the curmudgeonly grown up. Yeah, and there's a lot of humor in this, and they lucked out with Karen Gillan's cousin here because I don't think they were expecting her to be as good as she was, which is why uh, I don't know if we're going to see more of her, but but you know I think we will. I forget which episode yeah. we picked. I think we will. Yeah, but um, she's very good. And uh, I, yeah. I I always enjoyed seeing little Amelia Pond. Yeah. And she's she is really entertaining because they have a, a nice band where it's like, well, you're Scottish, fry something. And she fries the, the bacon and he's trying to figure out what he wants. And the only thing that he can really have that he's like, oh, yeah, this is delicious is fish fingers and custard, what be, which became probably one of the most infamous Doctor Who foods outside of like jelly babies with um the fourth doctor yep you ever had fish fingers and custard no why why would i okay so 2013 i'm like 50th special i'm gonna get ready get some popcorn get some jammy dodgers because the 11th doctor get some jelly babies try fish fingers and custard granted in the episode they had cake slices with custard I was an idiot 13-year-old, and I had fish fingers and custard. You actually did fish fingers and custard. Well, I've got to go big or go home. No, it's no, no, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just making sure, yeah. It's, um, it just tastes of custard. It can't, you can't even yeah. taste the fish fingers. It's I, just, it's just, you're it's just, just getting overpower some, you're just getting vanilla. Some, some, some chewy, just texture in it. It's all you're getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah essentially. Because right. the fish fingers don't have a proper taste. It's just. No. It's bread and custard, the same well, as, as. Tell you the, what, working at a school and having my fair share of school dinners, you're right. Fish fingers don't really have much flavor to them. No, nope. especially the frozen ones. Yep. But uh, speaking of frozen, Amelia has some ice cream, and the, the, they start to bond. And the doctor wants to know who she is. It, she has her name's Amelia Pond, and it's like a name in a fairy tale. And he wants to know if they're in Scotland, but they're not because Amelia says, you know. Her parents died, so her aunt took her to uh, to England, and it's rubbish, as she says. And um, he says, oh, that's right. I don't even have an aunt. And they sort of bond over their mutual orphanage, I guess. And uh, he says, well, you don't really seem so scared. Of course you're not scared. Man falls out of the sky, box, box falls out of the sky, man falls out of a box, man eats fish custard. So there must be a hell of a scary crack in the wall. So they go upstairs and uh, this is then when we get uh, a little bit of plot that will recur later. I guess this is sort of our real um, 
Chekhov's gun, but Chekhov's apple, where Amelia then tells the doctor that she's to hate apples, but her mum used to draw faces on them, gives it to the doctor, he pockets it and says he'll use it for later. And uh, he he recognises this crack in the wall isn't a crack. It's a crack in space and time, two parts of space that should not have touched. And he asks her if uh, she can hear things out of it. And this is the moment when we find out that what she hears is Prisoner Zero has escaped from the other side of the wall that's not a wall. All in all, you're just another brick in the wall. Um... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the crack in the wall. I mean, production values are higher. And that was the cool yeah. thing about this episode will show us is that uh, Moffat got, Moffa got a bunch of money. I mean, yeah. things that would have been done with a cheap blue screen, uh, green screen um, with uh, Russell T. Davies, uh, things got upped and things got, you know, high, high resolution imagery was able to be used yeah. and all sorts of stuff. Uh, yeah, cinematic, probably the best way to, to just to describe it. And um, Matt Smith's got a tough ask. I know we've sort of touched about it before the week's hiatus, but, um, you know, he's replacing Tennant, a universally yeah. beloved doctor who finished at the top of his game. We weren't tired of him. Well, I say we. I wasn't watching yet. But Britain yeah. wasn't tired of him. Uh, oh, the doc- the, the Doctor Who universe. Like, how do you follow this? Is this the end of Doctor Who? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, will the audience accept him? And um, this, as an individual episode arc and as a multi-episode season-long arc, um, had just enough intrigue. And Matt Smith, uh, you know, just 15, 10 minutes into his, into his run, doing a decent enough job to distract me from the fact that it's not Tenant by giving yeah. me a mystery already that feels bigger than a single episode. I will say, I think I know the reason why for this, because this isn't his first time playing the Doctor for the show. This, is, this isn't this is done in the first production block. This is the second or third. So uh, the, the, seri- the Series 5 is shot out of order. So unlike Tennant, whose first episode oh, playing that's the Doctor was, was the Christmas special, Matt Smith's first episode was the Weeping Angel two-parter. So by the point they get to the eleventh hour, he's been doing this role okay. for at least a couple months now. I hear you. So I think he's sort of he's 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 figured out how he wants to play it. But it's not really his performance as much as I mean it is, but more so yeah. it's about the way that Moffat has written this episode so mm-hmm. that early on I'm not worried about how this guy's different from Tenant. I'm looking at a really interesting kind of uh enigma that I yeah. I'm already in on whether I'm in on Smith leave, you know, depends to be seen, but I, but I'm in yeah. on this crack in space. Ooh, what's that? That, 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 how do you have a crack in, in space? Space is empty space. Yeah. Space can't have a crack in it. So it's just a really clever idea. Yeah. And uh, as the doctor goes to sort of figure out, he uses his sonic screwdriver and he even, he scans it and says, you know, wibbly wobbly timey wimey to, you know, remind us just a little bit of what we've missed only a couple months ago. And uh, he uses the sonic screwdriver, David Tennant's sonic screwdriver, to open the crack in the the watch eye pops out. Uh, if you're in Britain, you ever watch the channel Watch, their logo is a, just a massive eyeball. Oh, so it, it is, yeah. Yeah. And uh, as a kid, I was like, where's, where's the watch thing here? And um, it's just looking around. They think it's Prisoner Zero, but the doctor's like, oh, no, this is, this is Prisoner Zero's guard. And it... It uses its eye to to beam something to the doctor's uh, psychic paper, which is just you know 
Prisoner Zero has escaped. Yeah, it's very, um, I don't know, that part felt pretty Russell D. Davies. Yeah. And yeah. as the doc's trying to figure everything out, he's like, well, it's a, it's a new body, so I haven't gotten everything figured out. And he's noticing that there's something that he's not noticing in the corner of his eye. And we get a, a, a close-up of the doctor's eye looking to see this one door in the corner of the hallway. And as he recognizes it and sees it, the cloister bells chime again with a boom, boom. And the doctor screams, no, because you need to rush back to the TARDIS because the engines are failing. It's going to blow up. And he needs to he needs to get it to work for just a little bit more. So he does a he says he's going to do a five minute jump right into the future. Just five minutes and then he'll be back. And Amelia wants to come with him. And he says it's too dangerous. Just just five minutes. And she wants to uh, to go with him on journeys. So she as the doctor leaves, he shouts his Geronimo as he falls into the swimming pool in the library, which I forgot to mention earlier. Yep. And uh, and she goes off as the TARDIS disappears and starts to pack. And she gets all her stuff, you know, extra pair of clothes. Teddy bear sits outside waiting for the doctor. We go, we go back inside. But before we do, we see a figure run past. Yep. Now. For a long time, I thought this was Prisoner Zero. I've discovered this is Matt Smith. If and I'm, t- I'm totally spoiling a future episode that we're going to cover, but I need to for this whole arc. This is the Doctor going back in time when he goes through the crack in the wall in the Series 5 finale. Oh, okay. You know when he goes back and then he's like, oh, he takes like Amy back upstairs to her room and it's like, oh, you just remember, remember. My memory's a bit off. I, I know she forgets. Uh, is this when, you, you, I don't want to spoil everything, but yeah, you know, yeah. Raggedy Man, you are late for my wedding. Is, is yeah, the, yeah, okay. so, okay. yeah, it's when he takes her upstairs, like, oh, all these adventures you're going to have. So that's the first thing. Uh, Matt Smith said in an interview, there are five things you need to watch out for. I don't know what, what all of them are supposed to be. I'm figuring this is one of them. <laughs> I couldn't find any of the others, but this is, yeah, this is, this is the doctor, not prisoner zero. And um, it's, it's way in the future a bit, five minutes, but it's daytime. The TARDIS rematerializes standing up this time. There's smoke billowing. The doctor runs out screaming for Amelia because he's figured out what, what's wrong with prisoner zero. He sonics the door after a couple of attempts because um, the sonic's starting to fail now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he rushes upstairs, tries to open one of the doors, turns around and gets smacked in the face with a cricket bat. And we have, which I think is, this is a, a nice sort of juxtaposition of where we think it's going. And there's um, there's an ambulance pulling up to a hospital. And I always kind of think, oh, must be the doctor. He's yeah, in the hospital. Got me too. Yeah, but, but it's not. We're introduced to Rory Williams, played by Arthur Darville, who we... We'll see at some point again, I'm sure. Go, and, Rory. Um, ah, Rory the Roman. And uh, he's still a nurse now, and he's talking to his supervisor and saying that, you know, the, the coma patients were calling for you. And she says, you know, that can't be that can't be true at all. But he says that they were saying her name. And in unison, they all start to say doctor. And we get to be uh, fair. Hang on. Let's let, let's hold Rory to account on this. Yeah. Doctor is not a name. Doctor is a title. There's more than one doctor. Your title. There's more than one. Well, there's more, yeah. Is there only one doctor in this hospital? 
How does he know I, I which think doctor? He's the doctor of the Cobra War. Oh, that's lame. The uh, only fair, do- if I'm Rory, I'm freaking out as well. The only doctor in the history of the Cobra War. Jeez. <laughs> I know the whole reason because the doctor's back. It's blah, got blah, well. It's got to be a, a you know. She's going. Oh, what's this? Oh, doctor. Oh, yeah. He thinks it's that doctor, but it's really yeah. that doctor. It's really the raggedy doctor. It's not ten. Um, it's eleven. Yeah, but we get introduced to some of our coma victims. We get a uh, man with dog. Man with dog. And we get uh, Olivia Coleman. I li- I Those tell you are the what, only two you'll ever need to focus on this. I episode. didn't recognize her until she actually had her first line later on. And yeah. I was like, what? I did. So for time since I've watched this, Olivia Coleman, uh, I discovered again through Peep Show. Uh, she um, has. Um, the favorite. Well, the favorite, yeah. I mean, she she wins yeah. she wins an Oscar, right? Yeah, and nominated for another Oscar for for Father or My Father or whatever it was called, the Father. Oh yeah, the Father, the Father. Yeah. Um, she can do no wrong. Olivia Coleman's everywhere, and just to see Broad her as Church. A, yeah, Broadchurch, and then with Tennant, Broadchurch so, with with yep. Tennant and Arthur Darville. Yep, and Jody and Jodie Whittaker, and yeah. I didn't know Arthur Darville was in it, and then yeah, to, he's like a priest or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then yeah. to. And then to yeah, it's true. Uh, and then to uh, to just see her as like you know secondary supporting character yeah. number four. I'm like, oh, but you tell you what, when we get, we'll talk about it. She can act. She is acting yeah, the socks off. Great. Just random, random, you know, alien five. Moffat did say in an interview, like the year after this episode came out, it was like we really underutilized the power of Olivia Coleman. And yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> I'd love to see her back. I don't know how you could do it, but you if if Capaldi can be the doctor, anyone can be the doctor. Oh, I'd be all right. Yeah, yeah. I'd be all for that. Yeah, but uh, after that, we go back to Amelia's house. The doctor wakes up and he's handcuffed to a radiator, confronted by a, a random woman in a uniform in a British accent, not a Scottish accent. Uh, and she says, Ethan, hold, hold the phone. Up. Hold the phone. Yeah. I, you're, 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 you're born in this country, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not. Um, but I will say, for, even from my learned perspective, <laughs> there is no such thing as a British accent. I believe you mean English accent. Oh, sorry. I mean the English accent. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even with, even, even, even with England, there's a whole bunch of accents. But, oh, yeah, But yeah. I'll definitely say this one. It's not a British accent. That is for sure. Oh, no. M- my dear boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, so she's, a, she's got an English accent. Yeah, we get accent. an English accent. An English accent, not a Scottish accent. Yep. Um, when you first watched this episode, did you think for a second this was an Amy? Oh, I don't know. I, I really can't remember because here's the deal. I I knew here's the here's the problem. I didn't yeah. watch these in order. So my first episode of Doctor oh. Who that I'm watching like live, like it's it's coming on and I'm watching yeah. it, is Asylum of the Daleks. Oh shit! And so okay. I know that Rory and Amy are a thing. And so when yeah. she saw me, like, hey, it's Amy Pond. So when I heard Amelia Pond. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's little girl Amy. All right. And she was already the girl who, so I knew all that legacy. So I didn't get to experience this as, as you would have. Yeah. See, I don't think, I think I realized it was because the problem when you're like, I I think it's supposed to be revealed for someone who's never seen it. So like maybe your Netflix audience, we're getting into it now. Um, But for, for me as a, as a person who, you know, watched television, and saw like adverts 
this doesn't fool anyone because for the last four months I've seen adverts like it's Amy the companion. Oh Her really? Amy <laughs> Bond, or he, she sometimes gets called Amelia. I'm like, you serious? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so I'm not gonna be. Uh, this is Amy. So Amy. That is one of my Amy, problems. With, back that is one of my problems with being a Doctor Who viewer, fam, whatever you want to call it, is the yeah. idea that they some for some reason the promotional team. I mean, it goes all the way back to Dalek, doesn't it? Where yeah. we said like, how great would it have been if they hadn't called the episode Dalek? They hadn't, and then I when they take off the uh, we oh, we have this creature down in the basement, and then they reveal yeah. it, and you just hear you know. Uh, exterminator doctor or whatever it is doctor yeah. would if that was my first notion of it yeah but they've got to like, always wow. they've all they've got to always in order to try and gain the the audience they've mm. got to ruin the viewing experience this is the thing i've been i've been going back with my girlfriend we watched we started uh series 10 so capaldi's final series in the first episode of that series they have an advert and they show in the trailer um john sims doctor and that yeah. master, and in the episode, which I didn't know to be fair, that was an incredible reveal. But seeing that in a trailer, you like, knew it was coming up before. You're like, yeah. yeah. Also, because they spoiled it in like uh, Radio Times. Like, What's the point? What is the point? I was watching but, a movie, and I won't yeah. say which one it was because it's yeah. going. It, it could re- reveal something later. But I was watching this yeah. movie, and it was set up that it was supposed to be like all these people are trapped in this location, but yeah. because of the credits. It listed all these great actors, then at the end it said, and so-and-so. And, and, oh, yeah. And, you know, I hadn't seen so-and-so yet. And so then when so-and-so showed up, I wasn't surprised because I'm like, yeah, you mentioned him on the poster. Whereas if you'd held back like seven, seven doesn't tell you Spacey's yeah. in it. And so in Spacey, you're like, flippity doodah, that's, that's Kevin Spacey. What? Yeah. Where? Huh? And you and you could have had this moment. And for some reason, whether it was the vanity of the actor or whatever it was, you've got to put it out there and it ruins the experience for me. It, it yeah. doesn't ruin it, but it lessens it severely. So what would these things have been like if we didn't already know? What would your viewing experience have been like? You know, yeah. even for that few minutes that we could be in the same boat because the, 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 the show's trying to tell us you should be as confused as the doctor. And then mm. the answer is, well, no, I'm not because the BBC spent the last four months telling me who this is. I think, and this is totally me, like, retro. don't say her name's Amy in the trailer. Yeah. And you're like, wait a second the per- you're like oh that's the companion then maybe this mystery is finding amelia and then it's like oh it actually is sort it i fixed it 12 years later yeah, guys right. um but no so the the doctor wants to know about amelia and uh she says oh uh, she's been missing for for six months she, uh, and he's like oh I'm, i must be six months late that can't be right i said five minutes and before uh we can continue with that she calls the 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 police quote unquote and says that they might have information on the Amelia Pond case but we go back to the hospital and Rory and the supervisor are examining the patients and he's like I need to show you something important and hands over his phone but it's not just a phone it's a camera and he's got photos because he's been what a what crazy technology they have nowadays <laughs> it's not just a phone it's a camera it's a camera phone yeah. and uh, <laughs> And uh, it turns out Rory's been telling the staff that he's been seeing the coma patients walking around the town of Ledworth. And despite having physical proof in his hand of photos he's taken, that is an eyesight. The dog's like, no, 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 no. Take some time off. Take a a lot of leave. This is ridiculous. 
Yeah. Especially because it looks like there's no other orderlies or nurses who work at this hospital. Yeah. It's just the two people running the ship. <laughs> and uh, then we go straight back to Amelia's house, and the doctor tells the woman to uh, count all of the Amy to take out all of the rooms uh, on the floor. And she's like, there's five, but actually there's six. One that's hidden just in the corner of your eye from a perception filter, sniffed it out ages ago. Yeah. And we get another close-up eye reveal and she sees it and she's like, how do I, how do I, how do I, have, I've never seen that before. And uh, she enters to which the doctor's like, I told you not to do that. Do I have one of those faces where people ignore me again? I think that's funny. And uh the doctor wants to find a screwdriver, but it, it it's not there. And uh, thankfully, Amy finds it uh, in the room, must have rolled under the door. Sure. But jumped up onto the table with just disgusting goo yep. all over it. And uh, all of a sudden, you mentioned that they've got some budget now for the CGI. Yeah, maybe not here uh, because <laughs> no. we don't get Prisoner Zero drop down, which is the best way I can describe Prisoner Zero uh, is like a slightly see-through slimy snake. Yep. Essentially like an eel, a, a space eel, I guess. Uh, this is and, something that, uh, that's out of, uh, this could have come out of mist. You know what? This yeah. this could have come out of mist. Yeah. And uh, it he, it's behind Amy's head everywhere she looks back and forth. It's always behind. The doctor says, don't look at it because if you look at it, it'll kill you. She looks at it. She, uh, it does like it's ah. She screams. She runs off. Should we ask the door? Because it comes down from this. Like, what's it attached to? I've no idea. Is it, is it, it, is it, is it, cra- is it crawling, or are we going? Yeah, no one's breaking the fourth wall, but there's also breaking the roof. It looks like, and I don't know where this is supposed to be coming from, but it doesn't make any sense. I'm thinking because this is again. I'm going from my my extreme knowledge of being a child who grew up with like toys around this era uh the prisoner zero toy had like a drop down thing as if like it it sort of stuck to a ceiling and then sort of slithered down mm. like a, a a very sticky gelatinous i, snake, I got I news think. for you british ceilings are yeah. not that tall no no but this is a very strange house i've never seen a house built like this mm. um but uh, Amy runs out, locks the door, uh, gives the doctor back a screwdriver. He frees himself and prisoner zero transforms into a man and his dog. And um, it's OK, which because- was an effective use because I don't want to watch the yeah. snake all episode. Yeah. And um, it bursts through the door and the dog's like, oh, no, it's OK. We've got backup to which Amy then says, uh, well, we don't have backup because she's a kissogram. Yay! It's, the, it's the nicest way that could have played out. It is the nicest way that you can say that she's a sex worker. Yeah. I yep. guess. Which, there is criticism uh, for Moffat, a, a very, especially very early into his era, where he's just, so, they, they say that he's not writing with his hand for portions of a script. I feel this is the beginning. Uh Oh, I don't know. Um, I think it teaches the audience to instantly sexualize her. Uh, I think yeah. I think they're trying to cash in. And to a degree, I think they're really successful with mm. an attempt to almost recreate at least the will they, won't they of the Doctor and Billy Piper. Um, yeah. And you know what? It's the only ever one that you've, I've really believed where it's been maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, props, props to him in that regard, I suppose. 
Maybe um, Clara, but again, that's Moffat writing like a bit more very teen innuendo y. This is sort of where it taters. Yeah, I don't know. But see, I never really got there with Clara the way I did with it. I mean, there's a legit love triangle with this one. But anyway, yeah. uh, instantly we're told she is, oh, kissogram. Oh, that's, yeah. you know. And she's dressed in, you know, it's it's it's, it's a little kind of playful police woman's yeah. outfit. It's, it's, yeah. it's both... It's both like a little bit formal, but a little bit provocative at the same time. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like she's got <laughs> the neckline's like all the way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just her skirt where it's like a, li- a little oh, bit yep. too short. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's this idea, but but it, I don't really know where to go with that. Um, it it get it's this is like the most egregious it ever gets is when uh, in series seven when the doctor like. Uh, snogs Jenny without consent. The um the the Victorian woman who's married to Madame Vastra, and everyone's like, he just randomly like non consensually right. right. snogged a lesbian without any. That's the worst that I think they've ever said. This gets which we're not going to cover that episode because it's a terrible episode. Outside of that, good good. But this is this is like sort of this is this is it. This isn't your dad's who. This is modern, a little bit sexy. More this is, sexy this, than the last one. This is definitely more sexy than Eccleston, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because she's going to get her own back as well, so don't worry about oh, that. Yeah, yeah. There's, I got an issue later on in this episode, so. Yeah. Um, and the doctor's like, oh, no, no, it's okay. Prisoner Zero, you can't kill us because we've got backup. And Amy's like, well, we don't have backup. So the doctor's like, Okay, you're right. We don't have backup, so you can't kill us, because if we did have backup, you might have to kill us, to where we then get the booming voice of Prisoner Zero will protect the human residents, or the human residents will be incinerated, or vacate the human residents. These are patient, patient people, because it's been it's been yeah. a while. Yeah. I don't know how. I've, ne- I've never known how... The Atraxi, who the prison police have figured out the um that this is now when you need to strike. I don't know. Because the plot makes it convenient, I suppose. My my I don't know if excuse, my sort of conception of this is because prisoner zero's escaped through a crack in space and time. Yep. Maybe he escapes in because this is two thousand this is set in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. So he escapes in the year 2008 in the prison world, but it sends him back to 1996. And then because of that, they track him back to that planet somehow. So they're looking for him all through the David Tennant era? No, they're just looking for him like... So imagine this is like the space of a day. So for Prisoner Zero, it's been like 12 years. But for the Atraxi, it's been maybe a couple hours. How does that make space- sense? Timey wimey spacey wacy. So he 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 goes through a time traveling crack in two thousand eight. He gets sent back to nineteen ninety six. The Atraxi just see that he's disappeared in two thousand eight. But then there's also like so the Atraxi can travel through time. No, they can't. So they don't know that he's traveled through a crack in space and time. So how? Do, okay, this is gonna fall. Anyway, yeah, it, anyway, it, yeah. So imagine like it's in the same vein that for us we've it's been like two seconds that the doctor was in 1996 yeah. and now here. So yeah. it's in that same vein of the Atraxi. Um Yes, but I'm I'm not in the universe. I'm not part of the story. I'm a viewer. 
But that's the Atraxi. The Atraxi no! have that same period of time. No! Is my excuse, my only conception. Oh. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I hate it. We've talked about it before. The whole Bill and Ted yeah. face the music thing. Where for some reason, time in the future is running in real time alongside time in the past. I'm like, no, you're not parallel. You should know what already happens. Um, I, I, If he escapes to 1996... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I've gone cross-eyed. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Uh, so it turns out the Atraxia are here, and they're blaring it everywhere. So in the the confusion of Prisoner Zero realizing the Atraxia have found him, uh, they, uh, being the Doctor and Amy, run out of the house to go to try and find uh, safety or something. And as they run past, they know uh, the Doctor notices that there's a new shed. How can there be a new shed when it's only been six months? Because it looks like it's 10 months old. He licks it 12 years. 10 months. He says and 10 years. Surely he says 10, 10 years. years. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I meant 10 years. And he's like, 10 years. No, this is 12 years. Why did you say six months when it's been 12 years? And then Amy blurts out, well, why did you say five minutes in a very Scottish accent? Yep. And he's like, it's Amelia. Dun, 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 dun. And uh, as they they sort of run, uh, Bicker walked uh, further into town. Uh, the doctor wants to know why everything happened because it's been twelve years. Four psychiatrists for her over twelve years because she kept biting them because they they kept saying that the doctor wasn't real. And uh, at the same point, uh, their argument gets cut short because everywhere the attracts you're blaring their message to prisoner zero on uh phones tvs an ice cream van that's trying to play claire de Lou, and uh every language then, too yeah in every single language and they go to a house uh to try and figure things out for uh you know to be a television repairman with uh also inspecting crimes and this is uh sort of like uh F family friend i think and this is mrs angelo and her i grandson did Jeff. not care for these characters i have a feeling they were trying to make them some sort of characters who'd be recurring yeah i'm very thankful to the best of my knowledge they don't catch <laughs> on no uh, i've discovered though um the the guy who plays jeff is now like a proper um hollywood actor okay He's, uh, do you know the TV show, um, the Umbrella Umbrella Academy? I know of Boy. it. Yeah, he's like one of the main guys in that now. Oh, he's, okay. I think he was in a Bond movie. All right. He was in something, but yeah, good, good for Jeff. Very, very horny Jeff. Yeah. Um, and Mrs. Angela's like, where do I know you from somewhere? I've seen your face before, but it can't be the Doctor because he's got a new face. And that's then when Jeff comes in and says, are you the doctor? Because turns out Amy's been talking about the doctor forever with little cartoons and puppets and whatever. And at the same point, the doctor realizes that there's 20 minutes left before the earth is destroyed. And we also find out Amy changed her name from Amelia because it was a bit too fairy tale. Just a little bit more of the knife in the doctor's back for being late. And at the same point, uh, it's just, it's that same thing of, okay, look how badly the Doctor has has failed Amy in the space of, for him, maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit rough, but it is what it is. Yeah. At the same point, uh, over the Earth, we then see that all of the Atraxi have appeared. If this is 2008, I don't know when this is supposed to happen. Timey-wimey stuff is so much fun, isn't it? 
mm-hmm. when you've got a cannon before you set in the same year. Mm-hmm. Um, but their, their plan is they're going to burn Earth. They're just going to destroy the Earth unless Prisoner Zero accepts defeat and goes back to prison. If you and, were one uh, of the inhabitants of the Earth at this time, yeah. how are you like not like, how do you sleep at night? Because every like four months, something's going to, and they always act like nothing's ever come out of the sky before. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, the prime minister's an alien and there's aliens who killed the president or the 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 prime minister was another alien who was actually a big green alien yep or daleks but or, or, or earth has been moved or here are the ghosts or flux yeah Fuck it. Well, flux. yeah i haven't seen flux i'll get i'll get around, i'll get around to it eventually yeah um and this is then when uh they with the 20 minutes the doctor and amy run into the town square and this is uh led with properly introduced to Ledworth where they have no technology, no real police station, no unit, no nothing. They have a duck pond with no ducks in it. And um, the Sonic's not really working either. And the Atraxis around the Earth, everyone is looking at this massive sort of supernova above them taking photos, except one man. And before the doctor can go and uh, and find that one man, Amy decides to get uh, David Tennant's tie, which the doctor's wearing. I forgot to mention he's still wearing Ten's clothes. That's my favorite trope of a regeneration episode because mm-hmm. they always look good in those old clothes. Yeah, and then and, it takes you a while uh, to get, get used to the new ones. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she slams the the tie into a car door and is like, "Who actually are you? I want to know who you are because you just can't. You keep popping in and out of the, of my life." He's like but I'm a time traveler. And he shows her the apple from like maybe 20 minutes ago, I guess. Yeah. And he's like, see, it's the same apple you gave me. And like that, she believes him. That's banking after- a lot on the memory of like an, uh, of like an a, apple of an eight year old. Yeah. So remember there was an apple. It's because it's a mom. Yeah, I guess I so. Guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, to be fair, if there's there's like a the, the most surreal thing ever with the doctor, I'd probably remember like every every part of that especially because she's always she's been writing it down ever since so she'll remember that like like every second of that certainly yeah uh but they run to stop the nurse and the doctor does a really unnecessary jump over uh uh, a chain because he's really cool and uh amy introduces roy to the doctor as her sort of boyfriend (laughs) how do we feel about uh amy's always putting down of rory over the three is there well i mean you're asking a lot when we're here on episode one Uh, i think it establishes you know what it is it's amelia pond never left home amelia pond grew up in her same area and she dated the guy who was charming and nice and safe and all that Mm. stuff and then gets introduced to a wider world out there it's it's a funnier version of what um rose does to mickey really yeah it's a bit more goofy and I, I sort of like it and sort of because he gets more of an arc. He gets way more of an oh, arc yeah. than Mickey. So I appreciate it for that. And there's the difference there's would be Rory's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing Mickey's- wrong with Rory. Mickey was a jerk. Rory was a nice guy. Yeah. Plus he's played by Arthur Darfield and Absolutely. not Noel Clark. So I have a I have a bit more likability there. Yeah. Um and uh, the doctor wants to know why Rory's taking a photo of a random man instead of the sky, because the sun's burning up and you're taking photos of a man because He's in a coma in hospital and he shouldn't be there. 
And this is then when the doctor's like, okay, so they're looking for alien technology, non-terrestrial technology, and there's nothing non-terrestrial like a sonic screwdriver. So the doctor's plan is to show the Atraxi that the prisoner zero is the alien by destroying our only last remaining thing of David Tennant by burning the sonic up to show that there's alien technology. And just before the, the Atraxi can notice, prisoner zero slips away into the sewers. And now the doctor's got nothing, no TARDIS, no t- Sonic. So Amy wants to know why Prisoner Zero was in her house the entire time, because the the doctor explains that Prisoner Zero is a multi-form and they can live for thousands and thousands of years. So for Prisoner Zero, 12 years is nothing. And um, this is then when everything comes to plan. The doctor's like, cool. Amy, Rory, go to the hospital. I'm going to annoy the sex pest, Jeff, for a bit. Yeah. This is this is sort of the Moffat writing without his hand for a while, because Jeff, as I've mentioned twice now, Jeff's watching porn. Yeah, he is. The end of the world. <laughs> the earth's about to get burnt to a crust. And he's going to watch some porn. Good for Jeff. Yeah. His priorities. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the doctor steals his laptop, tells him to get a girlfriend, and just hacks away. Finds all of the smartest people trying to come up with a plan, shows him his credentials by using a scientific formula and a joke. And Patrick Moore's there as well, because they got Patrick Moore, I guess. Yep. Yeah. And um, Jeff's mum comes in or grandma comes in and the doctor's like, I'll give you Patrick Moore's number because he starts hitting on her. And this is the the day that he says to Jeff that he's going to fly and everyone's going to offer him a job for this. Yep. Sure. Jeff is unqualified. I like to think that Jeff gets fired on his first day. No, nah, Jeff's about does not. Jeff's about to be high. Like he's he's a he's a computer genius. It's that easy in that time and day. yeah. Uh, but at the same point after that, and the because uh, he sent a virus, a virus which will eventually make everything in the world say zero. Because this is the two K. Uh, was it? Um, yeah. Was what was it called? Two K. What but everyone you... thought that everything was going to go to, to hell. Y2K, Ethan, Y2K. Y2K, that was it. I was like, 2KY? I knew it. I just called it mixed around. <laughs> so this is, this is the real Y2K. Everything hit zero. We're going to completely like disregard all of the ne- very negative impacts here. Mm-hmm. But it's going to make everything say zero so everyone knows that it's prisoner zero. So the doctor steals a fire engine uh, while Amy and Rory try to... Uh, figure out what's going on in the hospital because of all the coma patients. So she pretends to be a police officer again. And this is then when we find Olivia Coleman saying, Oh, it was awful. It was absolutely terrible. These just started killing everyone. I didn't, I couldn't bear it. But the thing is, Olivia Coleman isn't speaking. It's, it's her, the child that she's with it's her voice, but not her mouth. So many mouths, and she opens her mouth again, and it's all spiky and toothy. So she goes to attack Amy and Rory, but they run off. And as they hide in the coma ward, Amy gets a text from the doctor saying, Duck. 
and the doctor shoves a, a fire ladder through the window, climbs through, and reveals his master plan to Prisoner Zero, shows Prisoner Zero everything as they have a standoff. And uh, before the plan can go through, the Prisoner Zero says to the Doctor, you know, the, Panda- the Pandorica will fall, will open, silence will fall to, uh, you know, clue us into the mystery of the series. And uh, that's when the, the counter happens. Zero everywhere. The Doctor gives his victory speech about the virus and how the Atraxi will find uh, Prisoner Zero. But Prisoner Zero has a plan up his sleeve as well, and he's going to take another form because the Doctor used all of the photos on Rory's phone to uh, show the Atraxi that these kind of... It's a really weird explanation to for the attractor to go okay so prisoners are with these forms so they can figure out that it's one of these people in a, in in a coma that's walking about but prisoner zero has one final form and it's had he's had 12 years to do it and it turns into amy amy passes out into a coma at this i guess is a question now i'm realizing What's if that? prisoner zero is taking the form of whoever and that puts them into a coma. Mm-hmm. Surely not every single person would be in a coma at the same time. Because Amy only then passes out because of it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, once you're in a coma, are you there for a while? Or is it once they latch on to you? I don't know the answer to this. I guess maybe it's when, until Prisoner Zero goes away. Because after Prisoner Zero goes away. But um, turns into Amy and her concept of the doctor so the doctor then says to amy you know you need to remember what you saw prisoner zero looking like imagine exactly what prisoner zero looks like and immediately prisoner zero turns back into the soupy slug sludge monster the attracts you find prisoner zero prisoner zero gets sent away amy wakes up it's all okay everyone celebrates but the doctor's not happy because the attracts tried to burn the earth so he calls the attracts again Brings them back so we can give them a scolding. Yeah, along with some jokes about your mobile bill and long distance yeah. and all. Not the greatest humor. Um, but such is, I suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah. All this time, and he's, of course... Well, you've skipped over a, a big bit before he went oh, to the roof. Have I? Well, yeah, because he decides... Oh, I'm, not, I'm not at the roof yet. Oh, you're not yet. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So, so he walks out of the cone ward saying that he's going to head to the roof, but he needs to change. So he's going to steal all the coma patients' clothes, and he's like, "Oh, what, what do I? What do I get?" So he just grabs loads of random different clothes and ties and and shirts and goes to the roof, and he's just starting to to dress himself as the attractsy appear. And um, this is then when he's like. Did you really think you were going to kill six? Well, hang on, you still people? skipped over it now. So Rory's got an issue with the fact that oh, Amy point, is watching yeah. the doctor change. And she, yeah. he says to her, aren't you going to look away? And she thinks about it, doubles down and goes, nope, which is disrespectful to Rory. It's... It's, objectifying the doctor yeah yeah like let's reverse the roles you know my favorite game here can you yeah. imagine this being flipped where a guy's got his girlfriend and she's like yeah. are you gonna look away and he's like uh uh-uh. uh we'd be imagine. like "Ooh, you know why she gets away of it because she's scottish <laughs> and because she's ginger 
It's uh, imagine it's Jodie's regeneration, like her first episode. Yeah, yeah. And Bradley, Bradley Walsh is with his character's wife. Graham, Graham and his wife are watching Jodie get into her new costume. And she says to Graham's like, aren't you going to look away? And he's like, no. Nope, not doing it that. Would, it wouldn't play the same. I'd, I would <laughs> hate Graham afterwards. Absolutely. Um. And this series series five amy is my least favorite amy series five amy is very selfish she goes on an arc granted yeah but yep it's a terrible it's a poor introduction to a character you're not wrong and um as the doctor's grilling the attraction about blowing up what he thinks is a very important planet he says is this world a threat to which the attraction say no and then the doctor asks have people tried to um, attack the Atraxi? To which it also says, no. Have people tried to attack this planet? And then we get a, a very large montage of some of the, the Doctor Who creature gallery of the Daleks, the Cybermen. For some reason, the Krillitane from um, the Sarah Jane episode with David Tennant uh, in Series 2 and the Reapers and all loads of random monsters... And then it's like, okay, one final question. Was this world protected? And what happened to those people who tried to destroy the planet before? And then we just get a montage of every single doctor and it goes through every single face from one to 10. And after we see tens, the doctor steps through as the music blares and he just says, hello, I'm the doctor. Mm -hmm. And basically run. And the Atraxi run off because they're terrified of the doctor because they've realized that's the doctor. And um, as they run off, the doctor's TARDIS key glows in his hand. And he then runs off, leaving Amy and Rory to go back into his TARDIS, flies away, flies back uh, in the evening, at least what he thinks is the evening. (laughs) And um, Amy hears the TARDIS. She goes downstairs back into the garden. Also, good for Amy for never selling that house because the... The payment on that house must be awful. I guess being a um, a kissogram in two thousand and eight makes a lot of money for Amy. Uh, yeah, I forgot to me. mention. Um, just with the kissogram thing, they go over a couple other jobs because uh, the grandma's like, "Oh, I thought you were a nurse or a nun." Yeah. Like every possible like sexy outfit trope. Yep. Good for the grandma for not suspecting anything. I love that. Um, and the TARDIS is there again. And the doctor's like, oh, I just had to take her out for a test run, all that kind of stuff. And she mocks the doctor's new outfit because he's got a tweed jacket, uh, bow tie suspenders. And we get our first ever bow ties are cool. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And then we find out the events that we've just seen were were two years ago. So now we're set in 2010. And that means that Fish Custard was 14 years ago. Yep. And because of that, the doctor's like, well, well, come with me then. After waiting all this time, you're the girl who waited. Come with me. And um, she refuses at first. But then the doctor says, well, remember, this is a time machine. And he opens the doors with a click of his fingers to the TARDIS, and we get the reveal of the new interior, and it's very orange. Yeah, it's very orange. I I like Matt Smith's TARDIS. It's very reminiscent of classic Who. 
mm-hmm. I feel, where it's very sort of um, very angular and uh, mystical. Because this, it, we're no longer in our like steampunk grunge era of the TARDIS. We're now in like fantastical and fantasy and storybook. Yep. And I like it. I do like it. And uh, this is then when Amy is like, well, if this is a time machine, can you get me back here before tomorrow morning? It's like, yeah, well, what's what's important about tomorrow morning? And she's like, oh, nothing special. And then she asks again, you know, why why are you bringing me along? And he says, well, you were the, the girl who grew up in, in this English village from Scotland. And I know what that feels like. And he's getting lonely. And we see the doctor's been staring at a sort of scan of the, the crack in Amy's wall. So he's also got a little, a little secret up his sleeve. The reason why he's actually taking her along to figure out what this crack is. Oh, I hadn't considered that part. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's sort of like a running theme with Amy and the doctor in each series. Cause in this series, he's sort of, he has her along to figure out the crack in the wall in the, in the second in series six, uh, he has her along cause he wants to figure out if she's pregnant or not. And the, the whole gelatinous goo of the the silence. And um, he's like, well, there's one thing important. I'm definitely a madman with a box. And before the TARDIS takes off to go through all of time and space, we get a new sonic screwdriver as well that the TARDIS sort of just creates. Yeah, yeah, it just kind of generates for him and goes, here you go. It's very large. In the same way that it's, it's key. Very, it's very clunky. In the same way that his key's done, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, as the TARDIS flies away, we go back to Amy's room and we see that the reason she wants to get back for tomorrow is she has a wedding dress on her cupboard. Yep, yep. Don't need the yeah. bridesmaids to crash tonight or anything like that. Yeah. No. And that's the, the so I don't want to say cliffhanger, but the big reveal. That it's a nice reveal. Married. It's a good yeah. reveal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It just to say, oh, Maybe she's running away, and that's where we end. Uh, I do, I do question her faith that he can get her back the next day when yeah. uh, he missed. What was it? Twelve years and then two years. Um, so, yeah, fourteen years in total. And thinking Plus, he'd only be been fair, gone for a few minutes. Keep in mind with the doctor, completely screwed it up for Rose. Yeah, yeah. So twelve uh, hours, twelve months. Yeah, I don't trust the doctor don't, very much. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think Amy's a fool. Yeah, and uh, then from here, I guess that's sort of our, our end game. That was the eleventh hour. So, did you know did that you this think? is this is our eleventh episode? Is it? It is. Oh, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'm I feel really happy for that because obviously <laughs> i can't i cut an episode so we could have the end of time on new year's day but that makes it no, so the 11th hour is episode is episode 11 of who do you think you are so that's why next episode is going to be 12's first episode before we go back to, to, and then Jody, well, i was going more for the we'll fact that this is called yeah. the 11th hour though isn't it yeah. so we get we get yeah. lots of it, lots of 11s yeah. um yeah. no i i as for what it was, I liked it. It introduces me to some characters I need to need to keep track of. Yeah, Amy and Rory specifically. Uh, it gave me some introduction to a doctor in a way where he wasn't the focal point of the episode. Um, mm. Yeah, because you got to build a lot. You got to build. You got to build the Moffat verse in many ways here. Yeah, and well, uh, you need to get everyone on board with how this show looks. I remember when I first watched this, um, I was talking to people in, in my class about it, and they were like, "I." I remember the the complaint that some people had was. 
I don't like how cinematic this looks. They thought it looked too movie and not like a show anymore. It didn't oh, look I think like it's Doctor brilliant. Who. I think it's brilliant. I think it, it adds to it. Plus, you get these specific eras with with the classic series. You you could not tell yeah. me at all when one era began yeah. of a writer and one era ended, yeah. unless it's like black and white. Yeah, but not with wrong. this, you get you get a, you get a stark contrast with with RTD. It's sort of more sitcommy. With Moffat, it's more refined and cinematic. Uh, with Chibnall, it, the aspect ratio changes the ever so slightly. <laughs> great. I'm, yeah, I'll am i tell great. you what, I think I'm barely through one episode and I'm already done with Chibnall. Uh, <laughs> I got a lot I got to struggle through in order to catch up to uh, where we're going to finish. So, I mean, I've got some, yeah. I've got summer vacation. I'll be all right. Yeah. Um, there's an episode we're not covering, but I'm going to have a little scream about um, <laughs> when we get to Jody because it's look forward to it. It's so funny. Um, yeah. So, uh, our usual, what did, what a uh, favorite sort of element? Uh, uh, Amelia Pond as a character. Yeah. Uh, from this, and that includes little girl Amelia Pond. I think Amelia Pond as a construct is incredibly well done. So the fact that I think she's the star of this episode. I don't think that the 11th doctor is oh, yet. Yeah. This is, this is her story. I right? think, she, I, I think she's the most well generated, you know, with 10, with nine, sorry. You know, the episode was called Rose and it was all about Rose. This kind of sneakily yeah. does one of those without telling us it's going to do one of those. I guess yeah. it, it, they could have called it Amy or Pond or, you know, you know, a duck pond or the pond without ducks or any sorts of nonsense yeah. like that. And they don't. Um, but I guess Amy's episode and Amy is the enigma. And I really like that in the way that, you know, uh, to be fair, uh, it's similar to to Clara. I think Clara was an enigma for some we meet her as well. So, yeah. Um, I like those those characters. I mean, she's feisty. She's it's kind of like you took the best parts of um, not the best parts. I don't want to, but you took a large element of oh Catherine Tate, yeah, and you kind of made it for a much younger but broader uh, audience. And with this, here's the deal. Yeah. You know what this is? This is Doctor Who realizing they're playing for a global audience now. That's what this is. Yeah, these people it, it, are movie star good looking. These yeah. people, like, Catherine Tate, does not work on a global audience. These characters mm. absolutely do, and you can say there's yeah. a negative to that, but I'm going to say good on them for 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 swinging for the fences. And Karen Gillan's a major Hollywood star now, so you know what? Obviously, yeah. they had they had the right idea. I mean, I also I think this era of Doctor Who with with your companions, especially with Amy, Rory, and the Eleventh Doctor. I want to say they're probably the most successful commercially Doctor Who. Yeah, commercially. Yeah. Amy is, uh, Karen Gillan gets to be in, well, I guess now the second highest grossing movie of all time, but she's yeah. in the most popular franchise of the Marvel yeah. movies and all the Avengers movies. Um, Matt Smith's now throwing his hand at Marvel. Granted, it's with Morbius, but it's still a Marvel thing. Hey, Plus, he's been. He was in. He was in the Crown. He was in the he Crown. Played Charles Manson. He's in. Oh, he was in that Edgar Wright movie last um, night in last Soho year. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 good in those kind of things. Arthur Darville did Broadchurch. He did. Um, he was the main character of uh, was it Legends of Tomorrow, the DC show. Sure. Um, and I think he's he's done some other stuff that they. they they became very successful worldwide. Three young, sexy, good-looking people, basically. Yeah. Running around, you know, still quirky and fun. It still didn't feel alien, haha, to Doctor Who. <laughs> but it, it it does feel 
glamorized. Like this is who on its, this is Doctor Who living its best life. Yeah, this yeah. is sort of where I think we're. Get, this is where it gets like global acclaim, like yep. global zeitgeist. Doctor Who was always a, Brit, a, a f- popular in in Britain. Yeah, it always was. Yeah, but I think with with this new era, you get stuff like uh, the references in Community, which, funnily enough, I've just realised has has Matt Lucas in that episode. Yeah, that, which oh, I that's find true. Yeah, hilarious now. But if you're ready for, I mean, here's the deal: Billy Piper yeah. does not make sense to a North American audience. She does no. not. She's too, and pardon me for saying this, she's too London. And that shouldn't yeah. feel like, because there's the version of London that really exists, and there's the version of London that is presented to the world. Hugh Grant yeah. London. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Notting Hill, Four Weddings and a Funeral London. And that's not Billy Piper. That is this version of England, how England presents itself yeah. to like a North American audience. That's these three characters, and and, and, and they nail it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that's fantastic. This is this is the newest start for Doctor Who. I know a lot of people that start. With, it's, it's so weird. I remember there were people like, you need to start with Tenet. And they were like, oh, I start with Tenet. No, you got to start with Equestrian. People are now like, I started with uh, Smith. And I find that incredible. See, I sort of. Smith I, was your first. I can't tell you for sure which one was my first because I was watching Watch. And mm. so I don't know if I was watching. I remember I was at my buddy Matt's house and we were going to watch. We were going to watch Asylum of the Daleks. I remember that. It was the first new episode I ever saw. But I don't remember if in the build-up I saw Tenant or Smith reruns first. So I'm in this nebulous place where I was kind of experiencing both of them simultaneously. But my my viewing of Doctor Who was all discordant. It was all, you know, non-linear. Uh, which is perfect for, for Doctor Who. I think, yeah, I think that's brilliant. My girlfriend had the same because she watched. Uh, she started with Jodie, like the most recent series. Jeez. And then again, first Doctor Who. So yeah, 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 yeah. Granted, Flux, the beginning of Flux was great. Okay. Um, and then we went straight back to to Tenon, and you, it was a me that thing of, oh, I'm excited to see everything that's going to lead up to this. Yeah. And it, it it's it's the best way. You for, went like, to Tenon and, and not to Eccleston. Oh, it's because we were we were covering Tenant because I was oh, okay. doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching Blink, I think, and she was like, Oh, this is really spooky. I like this, yeah. and then got invested. So her first proper <sighs> Doctor Who episode she got invested in after Jody didn't have a doctor. Yeah. And I love that. No, no so that, um, was, that was that was that was my best element. Yours? Uh ooh, I, I think it's it's this intro this slow introduction to a new doctor. Because he he begins his thing with when she when Amy asks who I he says I don't know I'm just cooking and then when we get that actual hello I'm the doctor it feels earned yeah and it's 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 very meta for me being like so so many people didn't really weren't on board and by the end of that with that introduction you go oh okay this is this is the doctor I'm seeing now and I really love that chemistry between uh Smith and uh Karen Gillan and I also just between him and and little Amelia, I think it's fantastic. Also, um, I always harp on this, but Murray Gold just Murray Gold knows what he's doing with the Doctor Who score. Oh, we haven't talked about uh, a- Amy Pond's um, theme, yeah, which does play largely throughout this. It's very, you know, haunting. Um, yeah, I we think- know I do the intros, and my favorite, my favorite, one of my favorite things about doing the show is I get to listen to so much Doctor Who music for um, for those intros. And Amy's theme is so good. 
Yeah, I used to have it on my especially in the series. I used to have it on my phone. It was a ringtone for someone. Yeah. I mean, it's just a this beautiful piece of music. That's all. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. Is this also from fantastic? And of course, we also get Eleven's theme as well. I, yeah, I'm and the, the doctor. One that will get used. Yeah, uh, Matt, I am the doctor. You know the the one to do 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 every episode to have it 50 times but there is a reason yeah it's a great it's so good because you've got two you can play now because you can play yeah. you can play the main one for when you come in but then you know you've got yeah. that other theme in the back pocket for when they're running away yeah. from something no doubt and when you think yeah. about where the music was remember when we talked about in rose with eccleston and billy piper running across that bridge they always run across yeah and how the music sounds very much like that piece of music always did and i'm like oh it's just not not where where I, I i need it to be yet like this is the other version of that where it's just like it yeah. sounds so good murray gold is he knows what he's doing and i i've never seen uh music with the show especially by the same composer where as the years go on it just gets better and better and has its own it's its own life force outside of the show yeah I, and it, it's fantastic and from fantastic i'm gonna go straight to uh what didn't you like? Uh, I didn't like the family friends. Uh, it felt too much. Yeah. You're trying to, Hey, look, it's this version of, of um, Mickey. And Oh, what was the mom's name again? Oh, uh, Jackie, Jackie. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. No, no. Can I just have someone who we don't have to go back to? And I kind of was thinking this was going to turn into an ongoing thing where this was going to be the village. They were always going to come back to. And thankfully mm. none of that happened. And cause I felt that these characters yeah. fell kind of flat and if they felt like retreads, like we'd been here before. And, uh, yeah. it seems Maybe they felt they the same up, way. Uh, they bring up Ledwith in uh, the Dream Lord episode, and it's okay. like upper Ledwith, and it's always perceived as like this negative thing of never being able to escape it. Yeah, and I like that. But I this yeah the 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 extended family isn't. I don't need to see the old lady. I don't have to see Dick and Tali from Game of Thrones again, who I've discovered that's also where I know him from because he's in uh, he's in Game of Thrones. Yeah. So. Um. But no, it's. <laughs> My my grumble isn't that. It's more just this. Um, I think it's the introduction to Amy and Rory's relationship because I don't view him as like anything positive in the show's eyes yet. Who Rory? And the show, yeah, it really takes a one eighty. Yeah, on yeah. What we're supposed to think of Rory because we're supposed it's it's very Mickey esque. Yeah. Um. I also I, I keep again. I'm going back to things I like. I forgot to mention in the beginning. We get the callback to the Russell T Davies intro of the of the Earth, and I, I like that. Yeah, I, I forgot that. to mention. I really like that as um, just sort of to soothe, like ease everyone into this. Is, this is still Doctor Who, but I think overall I do. I don't have really many grumbles just outside of oh, this is a Moffatism, but that's not the episode's issue. That's more Moffat's future stuff. But this, I, I think it's uh, outside of the fact that extended family. I really do like it, and the family's there just to show you know, Amy's obsession, which I think Rory was able to do enough when he's like, "How can that be him? He was just a game we played." That was fine because we also get this, the pan reveal of all of her dolls and toys she made. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I get that. From there, I guess it just leaves to um, our ratings. Oh, I hadn't even thought of this. I don't know why. I know I should yeah. know it's coming. Um, 
you know, it's a solid episode. Uh, it's it's, it's introductory. Yeah. Uh, you get lots of firsts, and this is the first, maybe by now we're getting used to it. Oh, what's the TARDIS going to look like? Oh, it's the at least for the for the modern audience. Uh, mm. And I'm going to bump it up a little bit just for the reveal of that wedding dress to sort of give you something to go through. And it's got a solid yeah. hints of what's to come, both the crack in the wall and what's this Pandoric? Oh, silence will fall and the Pandorica yeah. is opened. Ooh. So I'm going to go uh, eight, eight out of ten. Mm. Um, I don't know if my bias is showing, but I, I really do love this episode. I think the fact that I was able to quote this when I was watching it along yeah. and um, before we before we first record, I plan to record this the night before. I went through the entire episode of like the notes I want to do, and I, oh, I just described the entire episode before I went to bed. Great. Um, I I really appreciate this is a is an introduction to a new doctor, and because uh, this has a lot to do, it has to show a new doctor and also a a new showrunner. Yep, it has so much to do, and I think it accomplishes it, and it it's such an achievement for what you need to to ease everyone's fear because this isn't like david tennant where we already knew we liked doctor who we already knew we liked russell t davies this yep. is we don't have russell we don't have david what do we do now will it still be good and i it sticks the landing really well with everything the music's great the new look of cinematography is great mm-hmm. the visual effects for its time are fantastic mm-hmm. the chemistry is there so i'm i'm going i'm going nine and a half i think wow. this is this, wait, this is this is the best regeneration episode. Oh, I was literally, I was literally about to say, best of a three I've seen so far. Yeah, yeah. This is better than Tenants. This is better than Capaldi's. Oh, I don't see. I remember. I really liked Capaldi's. I remember that much. Capaldi's is good. Capaldi's this, is good because Clara's not on board, and I'm like, we've never had this yeah. before, not on this level. Yeah, Rose just went. He's different, reason. and I'm gonna cry, yeah. and he's gonna sleep. But this has so much to do, and I love that. Mm. And it, I, I know I have bias here, but this is the one that I go because it, it just hits every single thing I want for a wow. regeneration episode. We have a, a race against time with the Doctor still figuring out who he is. Uh, we have no target because we don't have a TARDIS. We don't have a Sonic. We just have to see what this Doctor can Where do. Where are you gonna go from here if that's nine? No, I don't know. I don't oh, know. Oh, there's some big ones coming down the pipe. I know. See, that's the thing. I wish Tennant got some of Smith's stories because I yeah. think, uh, yeah, I really do rate Moffat as far as a season-long episode uh, sorry, a season-long arc, and even some individual episodes, the strength of those. I just wish we had the merit. I wish we had the marriage of Tennant and Moffat. I know with Russell T. Davis yeah. coming back, I mean, you mean, geez, I mean, the guy's amazing as well. But this is- he this is say never, say never. This is prime Moffat. You know, yeah. Moffat's about to have an incredible three-year run He's, between between this and, um, and, and Sherlock. Sherlock. Yeah, he Moffat just owns the BBC for this time. Yeah. And granted, because again, I think the point that the quality of both shows wane is around when series three of Sherlock starts and the second half of series seven of Doctor Who starts because he has so much. And when we get to series seven of Doctor Who, oh, I'm going to have some fun stories to tell about why I pity Moffat because he had so much. But this is such a great introduction to a fantastic new era i really feel right so from that i'm gonna go from one critically acclaimed episode to another because we 
we we like i think i think you could say that uh, would you say you're, you're a fan of art ian Oh, shut up, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell straight. you what. Sometimes uh, I just get so excited about art, I almost cut my ear off. Yeah. Yeah. And we are about to see um, an episode that when I first watched it, I didn't fully understand, but I appreciate so much wow. now. It's going to have a very fun conversation. If I you think. went nine and a half on th- on this one, what do you? Yeah, wow. this is, when when you said they were like, we've got so many good episodes. Like you don't even know where we're about to go. I remember because when you made the about- list. I asked if this one was on it, and yeah. if it wasn't, I was this going is- to insist. And the music, you talk about the music in episodes. Jeez, yeah. yeah. I've been thinking about how I want to structure that one. But this is an episode that when someone says, what is one of the most, one of the best ep- uh, moments? If you, if, if you have one episode, if someone said, give me one episode to sell me on yeah. Doctor Who, I think it's this one. Yeah, uh, because we are covering, uh, I've not got the name. Oh, no. Vincent. Vincent and the, yeah, Vincent and the Doctor. Oh, is it Vincent uh, and the Doctor? The, yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the eighth episode or eighth or ninth episode of series five with amy episode 10 buddy vincent episode 10 yeah yeah so we've we've got a lot to cover with that one and some really good conversation written by richard curtis no less really yeah. i never knew that uh, a quick uh, google just helped me out there yeah i couldn't believe that i was yeah. gonna say there is a point in the episode where whenever i hear the music i sort of think of the uh I think you'll find that there is love actually all around. And this explains yeah. the Bill Nye um, yeah. appearance. I think. We, yeah. We've got Bill Nye. We've, oh, we've just got so much talent. I don't even know who plays. Vincent. We'll talk about it next week, but yeah, she's the guy who plays Vincent. All I know him from is this, this is it. So to yeah. me, he is Vincent Van Gogh and the guy just nails it. And yeah. he's, he's, he's I, beautifully I ginger. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and and like oh we'll talk about it but like the, the the picture the painting the that became like an art movement unto itself I had I had a poster of this in my house it's so good and has some of the some of the most iconic imagery of Doctor Who again yeah. and I I can't wait to talk about that Excellent. and for everyone listening that's this isn't gonna this uh, Prince and the Doctor won't be in two weeks we're gonna catch up because of our Tommy Wimey mishaps and that will be six months. Uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be six months. <laughs> when Jody's regenerated, we continue. Uh, it will be uh, the next week. For next Saturday, we'll we drop it. Catch up. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to us getting back on track and discussing, uh, I was going to say a divisive episode, not even that, a, a pretty positive episode for us, an introduction to a new yeah. era. Yeah. Yeah, I think we both I, really liked it. Just your scale is just a bit more one side than me, but no, yeah. we're all on board. An excellent thing. And man, I can't overstate this enough. How much Matt Smith had to actually be a hit for the yeah. future of Doctor Who. This had to work and it did. And it's, and this is the thing. When I, when I said like his first episode for you, uh, for him was uh, the Weeping Angels. Would you have guessed that episode was his first? What, the Weeping Angels? Yeah, oh, I don't remember it well enough, buddy. Like I with, don't. With, with yeah, but performance alone, I you you wouldn't even think. Is that a two part? It's a two parter. You said right. There's the two parts. Yeah, yeah. His, I, I kind of remember his, it. Yeah, yeah. His the, the one with River Song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't even think for a second that that was his first time in, nah, in that I mean, role. Yeah, like, well, it's it's, in, it's incredible. Well done to him. Too young to too young to be afraid of what he should have been afraid of. <laughs> the youngest doctor at twenty five. Yeah. It, 
It blows my mind. But thank you so much for listening. If you're listening when this comes out, we would have released our episode on it's gonna say uh, Encanto. Encanto on Encanto, Tuesday. Encanto on Tuesday. And we yesterday have, we dropped the resties. Yeah, the resties where we get to not be positive, but be kind of negative and have some great discussions. That's right. And uh just some of our favorite bloopers as well. And we find out some of us, about. some of us are still a bit raw about our favorites getting trashed a bit. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's not me or you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so catch us next week. Yeah, next week. Next week. Vincent and the Doctor. I've been Ethan. And I've been Ian. And if you think this isn't the same podcast, well, I just have to say, hello, I'm Ethan. And basically, listen. We'll see you next week. Allons-y, fish fingers and custard! <laughs> <laughs>